Imperial conditioning. He is the perfect doctor. <laughs> you should put some of that in your game, dude. <laughs> it's like uh, the Hippocratic Oath. Earth doctors even do. Like, do no harm, blah, blah, blah. The Imperial conditioning can make it so doctors, literally, it's like physically impossible. They're mentally programmed so they can't hurt people. Okay. But yeah, I liked him. I like Dean Stockwell in everything I've seen him in. He was in Blue Velvet in a small but crucial part. Really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and also, Matt gave me a what the fuck, man. This kind of look. Stink eye. Yeah. <laughs> stink eye is upon you. Just try to get out from under. Yeah, and he's in Paris, Texas, which just came out the same year. Another movie I really like. Yeah, I really like him. He has a quiet dignity. He does. That's the best way to put it. And it helps yeah. aid in the contrast of how his role kind of plays out as the film progresses. Just some uh, moral compromises, shall we say. Yes. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily for the Feels best of bad intentions. Man. Yeah. Sad frog, not JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Jones, who played Thufa. Thufa was the guy that was the Atreides crew who had big eyebrows. This is the big eyebrow guy. Okay. The good guy with the, the guy that eyebrows. looks like he ate a bunch of donuts, feels like shit, but he's daydreaming about a bunch more donuts. Yeah, he always yeah, had, he food, he had food stains all over his yeah, mouth he the was whole time. A, yeah, he, he was a fucking mess. Yeah, the loop's become a warning. What's his name again? Thufa. Thufa's a mess. Thufa's a waste. Thufa's a big, fat mess. Boycott Apple. Boycott Thufa. What, what do you think about that? I just came up with that. Boycott Thufa. Thufa. What a... Fucking awesome name. I liked him. Thufer. This guy was also in the, another David Lynch movie. He was in The Elephant Man. But yeah, he was good. This guy was classically trained to rock your fucking socks oh, off. Shoot, he dude. looks. I can see this guy being in like Shakespearean plays and stuff. He looks like he wouldn't yep. be out of place in a Harry Potter movie. Either. He reminded me the whole yeah. time of Professor Slughorn. So next up, we got Patrick Stewart, Picard himself. I couldn't believe it. Like I was very surprised to see him in this movie. But that's just my uh, greenness showing when it comes to masterpieces of the year of 1983. 84. <laughs> 84. Oh god. Damn, see? <laughs> see how uneducated I am? There you go again, Keith. I'm just, it's coming. It'll Christ. come around. I'm just uncultured swine. I can't help it. Yeah, he was good. He was doing his Patrick Stewart thing. He was a badass <laughs> motherfucker. He had a wallet that said badass motherfucker on it, I think. Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> he so left he can keep all the money inside. I just need my wallet. This briefcase doesn't belong to Patrick Stewart. He was basically like the um, muscle for the Atreides people. He was like the guy, the train Paul in combat. Captain know. of the Royal Guard. I don't know if he actually was, but that's what, was gonna that's say what that he, he gave off then. as a presence. Kind of seemed like chief bodyguard for the Duke. Yeah, it was cool. He's, he was his butler. Yeah. Butler Picard. Badass <laughs> butler. Kick-ass butler. No, he's awesome. Patrick Stewart's always great whenever he shows up. He's always good. It's crazy how good this guy yeah, is Yeah, he is a time. joy to watch. His line readings are incredible. He looked really good in this movie, too. I think he, like, fit really well into the world. Yes, he did. It cool. was cool, like, seeing a guy from, like, the Star Trek universe and this other big sci-fi movie. What can and read up a little bit on the Dune universe and the first Dune novel, a lot of things in this movie will make more sense. Yes. Which that gets dicey. Like, do you think, like, general audiences like doing that stuff? Like, no. Find <laughs> <laughs> no one should have to do their homework before they watch a movie. You should be Final able to... Answer. You should be able to just watch a movie and get the nuance of what the movie's trying to convey. You should, yeah. some of, like, it is a gray area, but generally speaking, no, it's not a good thing. Some movies, though... Even if you don't understand everything the first time around, it can still be enjoyable to watch. Like, I don't get hung up as much on plot, I think, as maybe the general movie audience does. Big Lebowski, you know, after watching it 12 times, <laughs> still will pick up on more and more little details and make the movie make more sense. Next up, Sting. Really wasn't in this movie oh! that much, but he was interesting to watch, I guess. He 
was the most perfect man yes, that was, he was ever on screen. He was basically was kind of doing like Malcolm McDowell and Clockwork Orange. Yeah, his, his act really was, was. Yeah, was wrinkling his forehead and bulging his eyeballs out. But it was like cool. Kind of, and putting his hands on his hips. Yeah, the way he was like kind of bouncing around and dancing around and stuff, it made me think of those characters from Final Fight with like the knives and stuff that would like do those crazy oh, yeah. backflips <laughs> and they had like the weird '80s disco hair with the headbands and shit and like the skin tight <laughs> latex. I, I like his performance. He had the crazy eyed stare down. He was hacked. good. I don't know how good this guy was. I can't tell. He was. I think honest. he was pretty good. And that, that thing is, is he was not overextended. He's only in four scenes, I want to say. Yeah, he's not in much. He didn't have to really create much of a range of emotion or anything else. He just had to be the kind of crazy guy. And he did that well, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like he the rabbit, it. like the mad dog. Yeah, yeah mad, mad dog. dog. Where does he rank on the beefo meter? Milkling's in good shape. He wasn't, like, real big. He's more of a lean cut. Yeah. <laughs> Prime beef. Lean muscle. Dennis Reynolds' body. Probably runs off the Dennis system. The sting <laughs> system. Yeah. Sting system. <laughs> so, this guy was one of my favorite parts of this whole movie. Big Ed of Twin Peaks fame himself, Everett McGill. He was the guy, the... I will take the boy man. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen Worm Sign, the likes of which even God, God has never seen. Oh man, that's the best line in this movie. Yeah. There was, a, I believe, a 51 gun salute <laughs> behind our couch in the apartment, right? Yeah, a bunch of Marines came that? up. And, fucking yeah. A, it was crazy. That line right in the chest. Oh, yeah. That's fucking crazy. He's great. I okay. thought he was fantastic in this he movie. Was. He yep. hams it up to a level rarely seen in this or any lifetime. It's yeah, just it works right. so well in this. This movie, it's like sci-fi, but it's almost like this fantasy kind of thing. These characters, you could have just changed their outfits and like put them into Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> yeah. Wizard clothing. Yeah, it could have been Harry Potter. Yeah, Space wizards <laughs> in outer space. Space wizards? Star Wars. Man, it's just like Star Wars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's like war. It's my future and really fast. I wonder where he is. You right know now. who you are, and I hope you get that if you're listening. Making plans for Nigel. Yeah. Play the song in time, buddy. Do you remember when he would walk around the hallways with that Oracle Arena? Yeah, he would play the good, the bad, and the ugly theme. It sounded so weird in the Ocarina. I'm oh, so was... sorry, I don't really remember this guy. Oh, man. I just remember the legend. Man, that is legend at this point. <laughs> I am legend. May that be it. <laughs> it's an urban legend. So, yeah, last but not least, hmm. Sean Young, a Blade Runner fame, who played the love of McLaughlin's life. Uh, Forever and ever. <laughs> yeah, Paul sees this young woman in his visions and dreams, and then he finally meets her later in the movie. That's who she plays. Like a tractor beam, dude. It sucks yeah. you right in. Pulls me right in. I thought she was pretty flat. Like, I don't think she was horrible, but it's not her fault. It's like you said earlier, there's a lot of characters, and you just tend to get invested in more than the others. By the time she actually starts playing a prominent role, you're already too invested in everybody else to really care. Yeah, she doesn't come in until late in the movie. I could be remem <laughs> remembering this wrong, but she doesn't do much, right? Doesn't she just kind of play as McLaughlin's just love interest, and that's uh, pretty much it? Yeah, is Destiny of Love. Like, his genius of love. His yeah, now it's the power of love. Fun, nasty, fun. <laughs> James Brown. James Brown. He's still the king of funk, y'all. Check him out. <laughs> sexual romance. Oh, baby. It's a sexual romance. Yeah, it was a sexual romance, guys. <laughs> yeah, so she didn't have a whole lot to do. <laughs> You're coming through that door. <laughs> 
Who <laughs> pulls up the kaleidoscope. Fuck, that was good. I thought she was sort of, like, up and down in this movie. Like, some of her lines, like, she actually put something into them, and then other ones she really didn't. Maybe that's what the movie called for. She was better in... Alien, Heavy Metal, The Return of the Living Dead, and Total Recall oh, was to head the special effects department as well as work on the screenplay. <laughs> Salvador Dali was cast as the Emperor, despite demanding to be paid $100,000 an hour. What? Dali, yeah. People can demand that? And that's Are in, you fucking kidding? And that's in 1974 money, so that's like half a million dollars an hour. What? In today's money. Wow. That is out of control, but dude. Rain it in. There's a caveat here. Hodorowski planned to film all of Dali's scenes in one hour while using a mechanical mannequin as a stand-in in other parts of the film. According to H.R. Geiger, Hodorowski asked Dolly to leave the film due to statements he had made in support of Spain's right-wing dictator, Francisco Franco. Dune's author, Frank Herbert, traveled to Paris in 1976 to visit the production, finding that $2 million and $9.5 million budget had already been back then or if this guy just kind of came to it on his own yeah it's pretty interesting it's cool stuff yeah she talked about the spice is only on this one planet called arrakis i thought it looked like that planet from wretched and clink going commando yeah fucking planets of aura like that desert place like it looked just like it music's the coolest music maybe not ever but it's pretty damn good or tatooine oh yes yes tatooine as well speaking of which what did you guys think of the music like we have I thought the movie music fucking rolled. Yeah, it was, it was great. awesome. It yeah. was like Castlevania. It was like in some oh, parts, shit. yeah. It was done by the band Toto. I thought they were just like a lame kind of pop rock band from the eighties. I don't really know yeah. any of their songs. I might look them up later. Was it Brian Eno? Brian Eno did the prophecy theme. He just oh. did that one piece of music. Oh, okay. But the rest of it was all by Toto. Oh shit, we gotta check these guys out. Monocle headquarters alert. Purple the... alert. So it shows this secret report from within the guild. Yeah. I said it was mission briefing. It was like Super Metroid. <laughs> a little bit where you have like that opening oh yeah I always think of the Venture Brothers whenever you say that the guild so yeah they send a guy a third stage guild navigator to talk to the emperor and they go to this throne room everything's gold it looks like Donald Trump's house it looks like everything was also has no taste yeah there's just a bunch of people in black all just sort of milling around and moving out of the room it's like a future space masquerade ball and people were taking their dogs home there are still dogs in the year 10,000 Gee whiz, man, there better be. There yeah, better they're be all some dogs. Apparently, they're around. all pugs, though. They're the master what? race. What? That sucks. Fucking. Is there a pug in this movie? Yeah, there is a Yeah, pug. The, the royal pet. Duke's, the Duke's <laughs> dog. Yeah, the royal yeah, there was one part later on where um, Picard, he's holding it under his arm yeah. while he's in battle. <laughs> that looks so fucking weird. That was so funny. You know that was just something <laughs> David Lynch just thought of. Oh, fuck yeah. So there's this cue ball woman hanging out with the Emperor. She's the reverend mother of the Ben Gesserit or some fucking thing. Some but anyway, like she's that. a bald woman who's like a psychic. One of the guild guys is like, get that witch out of here. <laughs> so she just goes into the next room and reads everybody's mind. Yeah, because she can do that. She doesn't give a fuck. Mm. That's why she doesn't put up a fight about they aren't any the wiser. And this knows. huge black apparatus tank thing just glides into the
into the room, flanked by all these guys who look like they're wearing garbage bags. They were actually made out of body bags, these costumes. I love these costumes. Yeah, they were cool costumes. They... I thought the big black thing looked like Doom Train. From Final Fantasy VI. Oh, shit, you're right. They were wheeling it in. I thought this whole thing was straight out of Oddworld. The slug thing that's inside the tank really looks like something out of Oddworld. It it's does. Crazy. You probably stole it from this movie. They definitely <laughs> did, dude. No, there's no doubt about it. It's crazy. I like that this translating device that this one guy uses to talk with it reminds me of the babble fish from hitchhiker's guide where it's this fish oh, you put yeah it's basically definitely sandworms. beetlejuice yeah, for sure i think so maybe not necessarily this movie but at least the book in walks patrick stewart dean stockwell and that slughorn guy Worf, command the <laughs> Thufa. command the fucking laser cannons Worf. <laughs> I don't know shit about that shield. Shields show. up. Warp factor 9,000. Warp. Warp engage. Breaker, breaker. Beam me up. Yeah, Warp, so are you there? These three guys walk in. Picard, Eyebrow Man, and the good Doc. Thanks, Doc. Picard starts hassling the prince saying, hey, you, we were training earlier, but you know what? We're going to have a spontaneous training session right now. Well, yeah, pop quiz, motherfuckers. Because he's like, yes, I know, Thufra. I had my back to the door. And he's like, oh, I know who that is. And he names all three of them without even looking. One of them is like, yeah, he's a good kid. And the other one's like, he could, someone could have trained themselves to sound like that, you little bitch. And yeah, he's a dirty little hooker. As far as I'm concerned, he's a dirty whore. That's harsh. Well, I mean, the movie said it. Ba, 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 ba. I mean, it's the movie's fault, dude. So, Put the shit in my head. So, yeah, they get into this crazy Tron fight. Generally... <laughs> Engage the shields. Well, That's it. My, my notes say <laughs> Picard gets into a knife fight with hollow armor. I'll slap you, Paul. silly. Looks dope. There are some, like, computer-generated effects in this movie that really... For 1984... <laughs> were pretty damn good. Laugh as you will. They were pretty good for the time, I think. Yeah, Very... It reminds me of... It reminds me of Goldeneye or Perfect Dark on the 64. Like, those bam, graphics. Bam, like, like Final Fantasy Fucking... <laughs> Yeah, it should have kept the blocky shape, but like superimposed their faces, super stretched I mean, out. I you seriously could. Like it would be so made, funny. They should have made a Dune video uh, game on the 64, and if they haven't, I'm gonna do it. It's well, gonna happen. There were some Dune <laughs> video right. games for the PC. They weren't based off the movie, I don't think, but they really? have made some. They yeah. take back oh, in the 90s universe or something like that. Yeah. Like, so they have this thing called shield training. I don't know, they press these buttons on their fucking utility belts. This weird brownish cubic shield comes up around their body and their limbs and everything. And they go at each other. And like, if you have this shield on, people can just bash into you and they'll just bounce right off. So they're like it's doing like, that to each other. It's like and, the Power Rangers, And uh, Paul's whipping tail. He's doing really well against Picard. He like, just springs it on him. There's like, some really good inner monologue yeah, where he's like, is he letting me win? He like something tosses like that. him a fucking shiv and is like, engage. And then fucking like shields up, bro. That's how it yeah. starts, right? He really does just throw it upon Yeah, him. I mean, that's the thing about this training. Up, this is, no, dude. this training, you have to be ready all the time. Dude, this in the battlefield, it. you're right. Battlefield, you never know. Anything can happen at any time. Like, I have expected to hear that. Bring 
noise when he started going after him. Like, it would have been really funny. Oh, fan edit, I'm telling you. The Mondo edit. Mondo happened. Dune. The fight kind of ends in, like, a stalemate. Yeah, um, Paul, Kyle wins. No. He has Paul, little, Paul well, wins. Then, then at the end of the fight, Paul has his little knifey up against Picard's throat. So I'm just going to call him that for the whole Dude, movie. Dude, he won, man. And, but Pindia. no. Pindia again. It's like the Lion King, You know what? Man. Pin me, pay me. <laughs> right? That's and, what Picard said. No, he has a. He's spelling that money. He has a, yeah, the job squad shows up. That's him. <laughs> Him, him, Stockwell, and Thurpoofer, the job squad. Yeah, they fucking crack down on corruption in the fucking... Oh. Picard has a fucking dagger right up against Paul's side. It would have been a draw. Like, they both had each other fucking pinned. Oh, you're right. Shit balls. Got you again. The Fremens are basically the race indigenous to Arrakis. They live on this planet. In the deep desert. In the deep desert. Um, Some in the cities. Sand people? They live there, and because they live in such close proximity to all the spice, their eyes have a bluish tint yeah blue mm-hmm. on blue and blue on blue blue within blue or blue oh. on blue is something what they say blue about their within eyes blue plans within plans yeah that's not a pattern layers here. within layers onions uh, within onions trust the fungus <laughs> <laughs> trust the onions yeah man just another layer is peeled away <laughs> another mondo layer <laughs> oh a purple onion so yeah in the book i guess the blue was a really different shade of blue it was more like a deep dark indigo the blue looks like it's painted on it's a glowing blue i almost wondered if it was a post production effect it was what it, looked it wasn't like a bad one like no, they look fine i think yeah. like even in shots where their eyes would only appear for a second they always seem to have just like a little tiny bit of blue mm-hmm. for that extra immersion extra zazz yeah, yeah there's this weird funny thing where like thufer he thufer <laughs> i'm thufer thanks for asking i'm a super thufer <laughs> oh my goodness i'm thufer what a Super do. So he does this weird affectionate thing where like he puts his hand on Paul's left shoulder and then he sort of like punches, punches, punches his right shoulder. Oh. Like, I love you, man. Like a drunk guy or That's something. So I liked it. I thought it was funny. He looks like a drunk throughout this whole movie. So then this fight bot descends from the ceiling. <laughs> That's a bunch of logs yeah, piled on top bot. of each other with swords sticking out of it. He's he got gets, a spins around and it makes this kind of clockwork noise mm-hmm. as it spins around. But Paul's on to it. Yeah, this thing's awesome. It's like a doom bot. It's got like fucking spear shooting do out you, of it. Do and... you think it would win the BattleBot Championships no, on G4 Television? I don't think it would win the BattleBot Champions. It would win the Beyblade tournament though because oh, that's yeah, what all the Beyblade the giant Beyblade because that's what I thought Paul was going to strap onto his wrist at first when I saw that the first time like I thought he was getting his fucking Bay wrister and he was gonna shoot blades at the fucking robot hey kid you fucking stupid fuck we're, we're on pace to do like a three hour episode oh by the shit way. this is our epic man this is bah, the epic poem bah, by the bah, this is bah, the the final <laughs> epic tome of the Mondocle Movie Dude Legends <laughs> broadcasting from outer space. Before you guys know it, sandworms would descend on your planet. Spice would become a rampant drug. You would become an addict. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he fights a robot. A fucking and log they treat bot, him, they dude. treat him in a weirding way, which is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, it makes me think of freaks and geeks. He's able to make a weapon out of the sound, and he has to wear this stupid thing on his wrist, like a, one of those Apple Google watches. He makes a certain sound, like, ah, uh, buh, and it shoots out like a laser blast. Yeah, like a... Uh, he scars pieces of this robot play. off, and he totally wins, and there's a nice little inner monologue from Picard, he's like, such precision. <laughs> 
<laughs> Such control. <laughs> this weapon, yeah, it's a wrist-mounted voice launcher. And depending on what words you say into it, it does different things. After this, like, he hangs out with his dad. And his dad has this whole monologue about how he's gonna miss this planet because you're leaving and going to Iraq as soon. He's like, without change, something sleeps inside of us. Because he's German. He doesn't sound that German. He sounds that German. Alright. <laughs> Yeah, but a little different. He's from Berlin. That was probably more Bavaria. We have several strange, like, dream or vision sequences. And this is where we get into our first one. It's like a wet dream. Oh, that made me think of Anakin in the prequels. Yeah. Where he's, like, tossing and turning in bed. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm from there. And remember that he, shit? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that, was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty metal, dude. That was badass. You know how cool that was? Yeah, he sees Sting talking, I will kill you. And then he sees the scary bald lady from the beginning of the movie, the psychic priestess. Yeah, he has this vision of a drop of water dropping into more water. Yeah, he wakes up. That's the first time he mumbles to himself, Dune. Yeah, it's like, like the first image you see. It's like feet in a Tarantino movie. He's a foot freak. I'm convinced. <laughs> in that ghetto. I gotta see that whole video. <laughs> I gotta see how much of an ass he really is. I think he's a little bit of an ass. I wanna know. So then he floats over to the guy in the white jumpsuit or whatever, and he fucking kills him in like a really weird ritualistic way. Everyone's installed with this heart plug. Heart plug. Yeah. So it's like a plug on a bathtub where it's like this little plug on a person's chest. You can just pull it out when they die. So the you pull out this like zip tie. What key? <laughs> you pull this out this funny. like this zip like, tie thing. Pluck it out and it's just like bloop, 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 mm -hmm. bloop. Yeah, he just like takes his blood, he rubs it all over his face, rubs it all over and his body. I think like he rubs sexual. Well he rubs the black stuff that he was bathing in on yeah. the guy that he kills as well. Oh yeah, this is when the Castlevania music starts playing. Yeah, like, this really awesome that's that scene and as he's doing this like it cuts to everybody's faces and there's this one doctor who has like the most neutral look you could ever see on a human being <laughs> yeah he doesn't give a shit he has like these goggles on which adds to it and it's funny like as he first starts doing it it cuts to Sting's face and he looks freaked out well, and then it cuts back to him a little bit later he and he looks delighted it. he kind of likes it man not even kind of like he really he's likes it he's so into this heart plug murder man <laughs> he's nuts he's got the bloodlust he needs yeah, it yeah just like Columbus. Yeah. You murder us on purpose. purpose. As it pans to all the people in the room, there's also the, uh, the two other patients, I guess you would say. One that had his ears sewn up and the other one that had no eyes. And then yeah, there's a lot of strange too. people uh, in this. Yeah, I took this as the people who wouldn't join the Baron's regime and they just kind of enslaved them and Twitter sewed died. their mouths shut and ears shut so they wouldn't be aware of what I had they were doing. Said, um, yeah, I, turned I have no mouths. And I must scream. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That and the Cenobites from Hellraiser. I totally got a up over the desert. They spy some worm business. Mm. Worm sign. I like. We got worm sign. I like. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Worm sign in three, two. What? Worm yeah. sign. It really is like a unique universe. Yeah. It's kind of cool. These I worms that we've been talking about, what are these worms exactly? They <laughs> remind me of Magic the Gathering. There are these giant worms in Magic the Gathering. They're pretty powerful creatures. They're ground-based creatures. <laughs> and they look a lot like... They look a lot like <laughs> the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fucking Dorito face over here. <laughs> 
the Dorito Frito Cheeto. And they look a lot like the, the worms from Magic the Gathering. They're ground-based <laughs> creatures, and a lot of them require a lot of resource. Ground-based resource. So, to, related to something that people other than fucking retarded nerds will know, <laughs> think about Beetlejuice or Tremors, like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier. I mean, they're like Pretty those much. big bastards. They hang out in the desert. <laughs> That's offensive. <laughs> um, yeah, they hang out in the deep desert, and they move towards any rhythmic vibrations, so they disrupt a lot of the spice mining. A lot like Tremors. Yes. Anyone's familiar. Yeah, and they're really, really big. They can grow up to 450 meters, which is something like, I don't know, probably 1,500 feet long. So Very like large. five football fields. Crazy. Big ass Let's see Peyton Manning. I bet I could throw a football over them mountains. <laughs> what it took state. <laughs> See, Manny knew that, man. <laughs> Let's see Gronk going for the long haul there. Let's yeah. fucking Gronk! Tonka Donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so Paul, the Duke, Picard, and the doctor that they met up with, they're on this ship. They see the worm. They go to warn the spice mining operation, the people that are working. They don't want them to know that the Duke is on the plane. Like, they try Kick to ass keep Duke. it subtle. Yeah. Kick-ass Duke. He's fucking radical, dude. Yeah, the Duke, is. he impresses a lot of these people. He's more interested in saving the lives of these spice man. Men. Spice itself. <laughs> than saving the Spice Girls. <laughs> what you're saying this should have been called, Keith? Spice World? If you want to get with my friends. Spice up your life! You gotta get Everybody with my friends. <laughs> Spice up your life! Every man, every girl! If you want to be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. You gotta get with my friends. <laughs> It's a real spice of life. Oh, baby. And yeah, 52 minutes in, we see your first sandworm. This is a badass motherfucker. These sandworm effects are great, right? Oh, my God, yes. The puppeteering on these bum, is Great. Yeah, CFW. they look cool. Yeah, this worm <laughs> basically just comes up underneath the entire spice harvesting complex and just bites it apart in one bite. He like, gobbles it up. Fucking yeah. loves it. The uh, spice radio operator man is played by David Lynch himself, the director yeah. of this movie. Oh, wow. Oh, sire. I. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, guy. He's got a really good performance. I think he's pretty good. I liked him in this movie. I liked him even more That's when he's one, in Twin Peaks. Two, three, comedy. One, two, three, comedy. That's comedy's time. Okay, we don't like one, two, three. Three, funny? How about three, two, two one, funny? If you ever saw that much of Louie, Keith, he's in that show. I did. Remember that in season three? That guy who talks like this is uh, telling Louie, you've got to be funny. Oh, yeah, the Asian guy. That's David Lynch. Anyway. <laughs> they land and they get everybody out. He's like, run! 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 He shouts in deep German. Run! You're thinking of Die Hard, man. Mm-hmm. They get, yeah, they get them all out of there and they get them out just in time. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Hi, guys, this. I'm Mac, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's this foamy beer. Yeah, this Look, stuff, man. Smell this. Tell me that's not metal beer. Oh, wait, show me the inside of your glass again. What's up? It looks like the inside of a toilet. Yeah, it looks like somebody took a dank piss in that. <laughs> The prophecy has been fulfilled. Chug the hard chug piss. 
Doom. Paul, he gets doped up on spice. Mm -hmm. He takes some spice and he eats it, and it gives him crazy fever. Well, some this other things happened like, before that, though. What is the spice? So, <laughs> Dean Stockwell is talking to Jessica about how, like, something weird happened to his wife. It seems like he's alluding that the Harkonnens killed oh, yeah, his wife, right. maybe. And then, yeah, Paul is contemplating the effects of the spice. And then, an intruder to get his revenge. He's what he tells the Duke. He's like, you were dead anyway, but using you, I can get at the Baron. So yeah. this works for me. He's sacrificing people that he cares about to get his own revenge. Like yeah. He's doing something that is pretty bad, but he's doing it for, I guess, good a good reason. reason as you could expect. I like the moral ambiguity in this movie. Yeah. It's a lot of Yeah, it's not very gray. black and white. And then that fat fuck Baron, he like spits <laughs> in Jessica's <laughs> face. I'm just going, oh. just, a, just one spit. Just a bit of spittle for your face. What? what is and he hawks a loogie on her Ugh. face. It right lands right in her eye, eye like, basically. <laughs> Dad. Am I pretty? Am I pretty? Am I beautiful? Am I beautiful? Daddy wants to fuck. We'll fuck anything that moves. Yeah, yeah like, what is that all about? The spit take. What he, the fuck? He's a grody dude. He's, he's a grody disgusting. dude, and she's he's the wife dirty of his bro. sworn enemy. Like, I want this guy to be defeated. Sting and Brad Dorf are there too, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. like just making fun of everybody being dickholes. <laughs> picking on these guys. Yeah, and, you know we see the battle isn't going well. These guys, Harukan or whatever the fuck, the Emperor promised to send five legions of his fucking Harukan terror troops. Yeah, super troopers. In the Dooniverse, <laughs> they are the baddest of bad dudes. They're basically like Spartans. You know, they're trained from a young age not to have any mercy or compassion on their enemy. They're encouraged to have sex with each other. They do each other. <laughs> Hard. Constantly. <laughs> Big I mean, time. Builds good morale. Builds character. Yeah. It builds camaraderie. Camaraderie. If I were a Spartan. <laughs> Then Stockwell <laughs> approaches the Baron. He's like, I did everything you asked. I done did it, sir. Um, Shit, cut that out. <laughs> slightly racist. Yikes. Brad Dorf double-crosses Dean Stockwell, and he stabs him right in the back. Yeah, cuts him right down. You've outlived your usefulness. You're dead to me. Get the hell out of here. He goes out pretty badass, so he's like, Do you think you've defeated me? <laughs> Don't you think I know what I've done for my wife? <laughs> yeah, he's not having any of it. He's like, he's fuck a, you. basically saying choke on it. <laughs> choke on him. Choke on these nuts. Got him. <laughs> um, Paul and his mama get taken away on a little mini craft. They're flowing around by this deep desert, and Paul is now mastered the voice, so he knows how to like manipulate these guys. One of them's like feeling up his mom, like right in front of him. Dude, you're gonna take that? No and way. Are you gonna take that, bro? You take that, bro? What, you gonna fucking take that? What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? No one's gonna fuck my hot mom, but me. <laughs> Ba, 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 ba. I mean, come on, bruh. You think anyone else is gonna do your mom for you? I mean, shit. Dabbed it. Come on, dude. They kick those guys' asses. He busts his mama loose. Yep. And they take control of the spacecraft. And we cut back to the Duke, kick ass Duke. And yeah, he's about Duke to get Hauser. Dukey Hauser. 
<laughs> yeah, NPH. In full effect. The Baron is like taunting him when Brad Dwarf's getting all in his face. And he busts that tooth loose. And he's like, uh, uh, like Chucky. Uh. And he fucking just keels over dead. Uh, gave me the shakes. Like hearing him bite down on that tooth, like a crunching noise. I can't stand hearing Imagine that sort of thing with Imagine biting down on one of your teeth. Well, he like, got one of his own it. teeth pulled earlier with no anesthetic. Oh, this is a walk in the park for him. Stockwell yeah. pulled yeah. it out and popped in a poison family. <laughs> It's like, tooth. fucking, I had a tooth ripped out of my head. Yeah, it's like six um, hours ago. <laughs> um, so they crash land near the South Pole because then they're in the Forbidden Zone. Dr. Zayas, 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 Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, 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 Paul really doesn't give a shit that his dad's dead. His mom is weeping and sobbing like he's dead. He's dead, Paul. He's like, because yeah, they can just sense it. It's like a Jedi. Whatever, bro. He says, "Where are my feelings?" Kind of interesting. Like he's even confused by his own lack of emotion because it's all whacked out. He's all spiced. I'm telling you, we got these spice freaks running around. We gotta cut down on this a problem. Paul, he has like a vision similar to the one earlier, and he. Credits the spice for his visions. It awakened a deeper root of his understanding of uh, these visions. They're becoming more clear and precise. Two characters, as if they were in a ring. Yeah, the squared like, circle. Like just an underground fighting match or something. Who are the figures? Paul and Sting. Patrick Stewart's like, you should let me fight this Harkonnen scum. <laughs> it's Harkonnen animal. He's like, no, I got this, dude. So I guess in this knife fight with Sting, and Sting's like, yo, imp, emperor, <laughs> let me borrow your knife. I will kill you. That's what he says. He's, <laughs> he says it like 80 times in the movie, right? Yeah, like he 80, says 80, it 90 like times. a bunch. He says <laughs> I will kill you. At least a I will kill thousand. Him. Thousand times, I think. And there's one time where he's like about to kill somebody else, and he's like, "I wish you were Paul." Like he's yeah. so all about killing he's this guy. Jumping around, but he's never even met. He's dumping around like a merry he's leprechaun, hooting and hollering. He's clicking his, his red heels hair. together. He found his pot of gold. Yeah, his eyes are bugging out. His hair's crazy. I confuse this. Mac told me earlier Sting was gonna do a scene nude, and I thought it was gonna be this <laughs> knife fight. And oh, I was God. like, "Holy shit!" Can you imagine that might have been awesome. That would have been interesting. Maybe it was just too distracting. Yeah, he kicks Paul in the dick like three times, and I think Paul kicks him in the dick. There's a lot of nut bashing yeah, in this like scene. Yeah, below the belt, dude. Yeah, DQ. <laughs> this is out of control. This knife fight. Let me get Judge Mills Lane in there to separate him. Eventually, Paul, he does. He gets him in the throat, kills him. He, like, yells at the floor because Paul is so advanced at this point that he doesn't need the little module to make sounds do things. Oh, yeah. So he just yells at the floor. Ah! Yeah, it's for good measure. <laughs> the floor, like, cracks apart under, oh, yeah. under Sting. Oh, yeah. Eyes roll up into his head from, I guess, the gravity. This looks really funny. <laughs> it's cool. I kind of like this knife fight, dude. There's no music or anything. It's well, actually, there's a little drum line. Cool. Yeah, oh. Nick, yeah, Nick Cannon shows up with a drum line. Yeah, this. <laughs> but, yeah, there's these three or four guys with these weird triangular shaped drums just going, doom. Oh, that's Dude, right. Like to hype up the fucking crowd, I guess. It was it's like, pretty cool. Nick Cannon's You know what should have played instead? Oh, right yeah. when Sting walked in? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know. I should have started playing fucking Roxanne. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> you don't gotta work the fret line. Oh, uh, what's Message another great in police a song? <laughs> Send in an SOS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been great. Kevin from the office shows up. It's Grantonicity. Paul wins, and he's anointed.
some Wikipedia research myself to try to like get to the bottom of some of the shit that they were talking about and some of the, the words that they use. Then it finally starts raining out. Prophecy fulfilled. Fucking awesome. Desert planet. No more. Tatooine. <laughs> Nevada. <laughs> yeah, then the movie's over, I guess. And we get this great credit <laughs> sequence, all right? It's so oh, cool. It's like, what, like a roll call. Yeah, yeah, it's like, as Orson Welles would say, a great cast always deserves a second mention. So we get like a picture of them in their full Dune getup, superimposed over like this image of waves, and there's this kind of nice soothing music that plays. And they what, they're just like smiling at the camera. Some of them are smiling, some of them have just more in character sort in, of thing. Sort of in character expressions, like Red Dwarf still looks kind of psycho. I imagine he just always think, looks psychotic. Yeah, I think I don't think I've ever seen him not look like that. If you listen to this, Brad, please don't kill us. We're huge fans. We love you. We'll make a movie. We'll make you the star, baby. We'll make it happen. <laughs> I think he just looks crazy all the time. Enough of those bit parts for you, dude. Some of it the big time. So that's awesome. It's all in alphabetical order. Even some of the more minor characters, they show up like the guy who plays.